You're listening to KAYT, 88.1 FM, Gina, Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna, Maranatha, and Natchitoches First Seventh-day Adventist Churches here in Alexandria and Natchitoches, Louisiana. We desire to present the gospel of Jesus Christ to a dying world in the final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. Praise the Lord, everybody. During this crucial time, we understand that the book of Revelation should be our focus because it reveals, it opens up, and it shows us in the times in which we live. It shows us God's great personal message about to be explained of the future that is yet to happen. Some may ask the question, well, why are we studying Revelation? Why is it so important? Isn't it a sealed book? Well, Brothers and sisters, there are six crucial reasons to study the book of Revelation. Number one, it never has been sealed, according to Revelation 22 and verse 10. The age-long controversy between Christ and Satan plus the devil's strategy and the last-day devious plans are exposed in the book of Revelation. Satan cannot easily trap people who are aware of his lying deceptions in advance. So he hopes people would believe that revelation is sealed. My God. Crucial point number two. The name revelation means unveiling, opening, or revealing. The complete opposite of being sealed. It always has been a wide open book. Crucial reason number three. Revelation is Jesus' book in a unique way. Why would you say that? It begins like this, the revelation of Jesus Christ. It even gives a word picture of him in Revelation chapter 1, verses 13 through 16. No other book of the Bible reveals Jesus and his last day instructions and plans for his people and his people as does the book of Revelation. Here we are. <laughs> Crucial reason number four. Revelation is primarily written for and geared to the people of our day just before Jesus' return. Revelation 1, verses 1 through 3, chapter 3, verse 11, chapter 22, verse 6, 7, and 12, and verse 20. Crucial reason to study Revelation number 5. A blessing is pronounced upon those who read Revelation and heed its counsel. That's Revelation chapter 1 and verse 3. In chapter 22 and verse 7. And the last crucial reason to study the book of Revelation is that Revelation describes God's end time people and church with startling clarity. It makes the Bible come to life when you see the last day events depicted in Revelation taking place as they're doing right today. It also tells precisely what God's church must be preaching in the last days, according to Revelation chapter 14, verse 6 through 14. But before we go any further, we need to take stock in chapter 14, verses 6 through 14. 
got to answer some questions. I know some may come to mind when we study God's word, and one of them clearly is this. God commissioned his church to take the gospel to every creature, according to Mark 16 and verse 15. Here's the question. How does he symbolize this sacred work in Revelation? How does God symbolize this sacred work in Revelation? And in Revelation 14, verse 6, verse 8, and verse 9 explains. It says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach. And another angel followed saying something. And then a third angel followed them saying something. You see, brothers and sisters, the word angel literally means messenger. So it is fitting that God uses three angels to symbolize the preaching of his three-point gospel message for the last days. God uses the symbol of angels to remind us that supernatural power will accompany the messages. Well, it's another question may come to mind. What two crucial points does Revelation 14 and verse 6 reveal about God's message for the last days? Well, verse 6 of Revelation 14 says, Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. What two crucial points does Revelation 14, 6 reveal about God's message for the last days? The two crucial points are that it is the everlasting gospel. Number two, that it must be preached to every person on earth. The three angels' messages stress the gospel, which makes it plain that people are saved by faith and in acceptance of Jesus Christ alone, according to Acts 4.12 and Mark chapter 10, verse 26 and 27. Since no other way to salvation exists, it is evil to claim that there is some other way. You see, Satan has counterfeits, beloved. Satan's counterfeits, while many, include two very effective ones. Salvation by works, and his other counterfeit is salvation in sin. These two counterfeits are uncovered and revealed in the three angels' messages. Many, without realizing it, have embraced one of these two errors and are trying to build their salvation upon it, an utterly impossible feat. We also must stress that no one is truly preaching the gospel of Jesus for the end time who does not include these angel messages. Well, brothers and sisters, there it comes to a point where you have to ask some more questions. You have to ask the Bible because the Bible is inexhaustive. What four distinct points does the first angel's message cover? It's found in verse 7 of Revelation 14. And this is what it says. He says to fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and the springs of waters. Well, what four distinctive points does the first angel's message cover? The first one is to fear God. This means we should revere God, we should river God, and look upon him with love, trust, and respect, eager to do his bidding. This keeps us from evil. The word of God tells us in Ecclesiastes 12 and 13, by the fear of the Lord, one departs from evil. And then Proverbs tells us, Solomon over there, the wisest man that ever lived. He says, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Distinctive point number two, we are to give God glory. We fulfill his command when we obey, 
praise and thank God for his goodness to us. And one of the major sins of the last days is unthankfulness. That's found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. <laughs> A third distinctive point that the angel covers is the hour of his judgment is come. This indicates that everyone is accountable to God. And it is clear, it's clear as a bell. It's a clear statement that the judgment is now in session. A number of translations in the Bible say it has come instead of is come. The fourth distinctive point that the first angel's message covering verse 7 of Revelation 14 is that we are to worship the creator. This command rejects idolatry of all kinds, including self-worship, and totally redipudates, redipudates if evolution, which denies that God is a creator and redeemer. Many books and radio talk shows today overstress self-esteem, which leads to self-worship. A Christian's self-esteem is in Christ, who makes his children sons and daughters of the King of glory. Well, another question comes to mind when we think about all of these things. What solemn statement does the single, uh, the second angel, excuse me, make about Babylon? What does the angel of Revelation 18 command God's people to do? Well, in Revelation 14, verse 8, it says, and another angel follows saying, Babylon is fallen. And then over there in Revelation 18, verse 1, 2, and 4, it says, and I, know, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, and he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. So to answer that question, what solemn statement does the single, the, excuse me, the second angel make about Babylon? And what does the angel of Revelation 18 command God's people to do? Here's the answer. The second angel solemnly states that Babylon is fallen. And the voice from heaven urges all of God's people, wherever they may be, to come out of Babylon at once. Unless you know what Babylon is, you could easily end up in it. Think about it. Could you possibly be in Babylon right now? Heaven forbid. Well, another question that comes to mind when we think about these things, against what does the third angel's message solemnly warn? And when we look at the third angel's message of the book of Revelation 14, verse 9 and 10, it says, A third angel followed and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark upon his forehead or his hand, he too will drink of the wine of God's fury. Well, the answer to that question, what does the third angel's message solemnly warn? It warns people against worshiping the beast and his image and receiving the mark of the beast in their forehead or in their hands. The first angel's command is about true worship. The third angel's message tells us of the awesome consequences connected with false worship. Do you know for certain who the beast is? And what is the mark of the beast? Unless you know positively who the beast is and what his mark is, you may end up worshiping him without even realizing it. Brothers and sisters, we need to be brought to that reality today, and it's very important that we know what that is. Well, here comes four-point, a four-point description uh, does God give about Revelation chapter 14, verse 12, of his people who accept and follow the three angels' messages. What are those four points? Well, you got to look at the verse. You got to go, always go to the word because the word reveals the truth. Revelation 14, verse 12 says, here is the patient of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God 
and the faith of Jesus Christ. So the first point that God describes in the book of Revelation, chapter 14, verse 12, is that they are patient, persevering, and faithful to the end. A big order for a do-it-now generation. You see, God's people reveal him by their patient, loving character. Ah, the next point of the four is that they are saints or holy ones because they are fully on God's side. They're not being partial. They don't just serve God on one day of the week. They worship God every day, but they know his distinction between the two when it comes to what God requires. Ah, the third point of description from God's word. Not only are they patient and preserving and faithful to the end. That's the first one. Not only are they saints, but watch this. They keep the commandments of God. Mm-hmm. Those people of God happily obey his 10 commandments and all other commandments he has given them. Their first aim is to please him whom they love. First John three twenty two. Well, the last one, not only are they patient and persevering and faithful to the end, not only are they saints, not only do they keep the commandments of God, they have the faith of Jesus. They also, let's see that text can also be translated as that they have faith in Jesus in either case, God's people fully follow Jesus and fully trust him. Because if you don't love him, how can you trust somebody you don't love? Hallelujah. Well, we'll hurry on to a close. One of the questions that comes about, what happens immediately following the teaching of the three angels' message to all people? And Revelation 14, 14 explains that. Look at this text. Revelation 14, 14 says, And then I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud sat one like the Son of Man, having his head a golden crown. That's what he had on his head. And immediately after teaching of the three angels' message to every person, Jesus is going to return in the clouds. That's his second advent, they call it, to take his people to their heavenly home. And at his appearing, the great 1,000-year blackout of Revelation chapter 20 will begin. And we'll have to talk about that at another time. I just thank God for his word, how he has kept us, and is continuing to keep us. May God continue to bless you as we look and see that these days are approaching. You've been listening to the Restore.